0: St. Thomas. So from tomorrow, we'll go back to our journey with Abraham in the book of Genesis. But the release of today unveils a deeper dimension of our life as Christians, which we must take very seriously. It's a question of identity. It's a question of identity, self-identity. Discovering who you are in Christ is a major factor in the life of every Christian. Is wanting to be a Christian. Is another nothing to discover yourself in Christ? Because what Jesus has accomplished in our life is so much that it's a journey of self discovery in Him. The Bible says, Whoever is in Christ is a new creature. And so we must understand that, we must see ourselves as new creatures. We must see ourselves as the things, what are the new things that God has done in our lives? We must be able to see them. And it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can discover that. And so one of the points, again, that has to do with our joy with Christ that is revealed to us today is in that book of Ephesians, chapter 2. It says, brethren, you are no longer strangers. or sojourners. We are Nigerians, and unless you have you know, an American citizenship. Any time you travel to that country, you are a sojourner. You are a stranger. Your time in that place is limited. You have no rights. You have no privilege. Okay, to give the extent, you can't enjoy the the privileges of the bona fide citizens of that country. You see, and so Paul decided to bring this understanding to us. In our Christian journey, that as far as the family of God is concerned, as far as the grace of salvation is concerned, we are no longer strangers, we are no longer passerbys, we're not passing through. Something intrinsic has happened. And what is it? We've been properly, you know, registered into the family of God. You are a citizen, you are a fellow citizens, not just. Of maybe oh okay the militant church and the triumphant church they are different. No, you are a fellow citizens with even the triumphant church. Fellow citizens of the saints and members of the household of God. You have privileges. You have rights. You are recognized. You are duly accepted. Now the question is, what am I struggling to do now as a Christian? You know, the general mentality of Christians is that, oh, I'm struggling to make heaven. I'm struggling to belong to that family of God. Is that all right? But there's a deeper dimension of our salvation, which many have not discovered yet. You've got to understand that you're not just working to enter heaven, you are already a member of the household of God. And so you have to live your life here, live out the principles, the ethics, and the morality of this life here as a testament, as a testimony of the new thing that happened to you. That's why people like Paul will not speak like us today. Paul says, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have run the race. I have finished my course. What awaits me now is what? Was he speaking as one who is saying, I am struggling to enter heaven? You can see he has entered a new realm and we must come to that realm also. And so we must identify fully to the grace that we have received john says from his fullness who have received grace upon grace live that life authentically as one who is a member of you know the household of god as a bona fide citizen every citizen abides to the constitution of that country to recall every citizen is a law abiding person every citizen knows what the government of that country requires and abides with it. he lives like a son of the soil." It's not a stranger. It's only strangers who are lawbreakers. It's only strangers who cause violence. Because they don't value their country. It's only strangers who come and begin to think of how to fix themselves in by crook or by hook. But bona fide citizens don't struggle. Even the country cares for them. So we must understand ourselves from that point of view, I'm being to walk in the light of that dimension. And he crowns it up by saying, you know members of the house of god build upon the foundation of the apostles what's the foundation of the apostles the gospel and the epistles of the new testament that's where our faith is cradled. that's where our faith is built and so that's why the miss is inscribed in those letters and the pieces will become things that will get familiar with because that's the culture of our country when the bible says love one another that is our national identity pray for your enemies, and for those who persecute you, that is the character of a citizen who belongs to this kind of country, whom Jesus Christ himself, being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure is joined together, growing into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also are built into, for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So beautiful, so beautiful see yourself in the light of this identity. You have received grace. You have received mercy. God has cleansed you from your sins. Identify with the fullness of what has been to you. And Jesus, in the gospel, helps us to journey again. Thomas, a medical doctor, who understands the human, human physiognomy and physiology, Knows where Christ was crucified, where the nails entered. Knows that the piercing actually punctured the heart. So when they told him that Christ has risen, he said, excuse me, I know there's a major vein in this hand. And that nail caught it. There's one here too, that nail caught it. Because those who are crucifying themselves, those who are those who crucify the, the criminals and all that, they know where to, to cut your body, that you will truly die. And there's no mistake about it. So this m- 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 very important vein here is caught. This one is cut. Then the pierced his heart. The last liquid that sustained the health of the heart was pierced and it gushed out. That's why the Bible says water and blood came out. To prove that this man cannot live again. I'm a medical doctor and I know this fact. Who are you telling me? How on earth is that man walking again? We see that heart, has that have been changed? I don't think he went through any operation for it to be changed. Until I check these things, I will not believe. Eight days later, Jesus shows up. Lord of God was he there when Thomas was asking? But he didn't know. Thomas didn't know that the man was there watching him. Just as we are here now, we don't know the Lord watches us. Everything going on in our minds. So don't think you can hide from His presence. And I'm He showed up, hey guys. Peace be with you. Thomas, come here. I love that master work. Thomas come here. I'm sure Thomas knew that. Okay, well, I think I doubted. I have a case of answer. Put your hand here. He put his hand. He saw that the veins were still cut. Now he's he using his medical, you know, diagnosis to assess this now. He checked this one and that pulmonary vein was still caught. Bring your hand. He pushed his hand deeper inside his chest and he saw that the heart was still, you know, cut into two. That's good. He said, ah, for this man, having this is caught and see his alive. No, you are my Lord. No, you are more than a Lord. You are my God. It's only a God that can see live and talk without this functioning. So he helped us to unveil the life of divinity. And that's the life Christ has devoted to us. We pray that our heart be open to receive this truth. It's heavy. The brain cannot digest it. That's why we live by faith. Faith is a higher dimension of rationality. We must accept, and that's where he has called us to live. We must believe that our life is all no over in the blood. Paul said, I'm not going to live in the flesh. The life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and died for me. we we'll pray that through the intercession of St. Thomas, he will help us to unveil this dimension, and the quality of our Christian witnesses may be enhanced. Through Christ our Lord. Oh,